0: Hey, everyone, this is Joe Polish, and what you're about to hear is a bonus episode that is featuring me. Uh, My good buddy, Lewis Howes, came into Phoenix, and he interviewed me for his podcast, and it was a really great interview and got such a good reception from his listeners of his podcast that we decided to put it out as a bonus episode uh, for I Love Marketing. So listen to it, and I hope you enjoy it, and have yourself a wonderful day.
1: I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish, and this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. Hey, everyone. Lewis Howes here. Welcome to the School of Greatness podcast. I got my man, Joe Polish. What's happening, man? Good to have you here. In his house. This is... uh Genius Network. It's the headquarters.
0: It's our office building. It's 11,000 square feet. It's pretty cool. It's
1: really nice. A lot of awesome people come here. really cool bathroom for the men. So if you ever come visit, go check out the men's stall.
0: Yeah, we got a special urinal in there. We do. It's really nice. Yeah, it's funny. Uh,
1: And uh, Joe is one of the top marketing guys in the world, and he knows everyone. He knows all the biggest leaders, influencers, and you teach marketing. You've been teaching marketing for years. Yeah. Over 20, 30 years right Uh,
0: now. Well, since 1990 is when I first got kind of in business, and 1992 is when I first learn direct response and that changed my life because I was prior to that I was a dead broke carpet cleaner living off credit cards working hard struggling doing a good job operating with integrity really cared uh, but there's no relationship between being good and getting paid and so until you actually learn how to sell what it is that you're off whatever it is service business internet business you know being an author, speaker, doctor—it doesn't matter. You're in the the marketing business, and and then the marketing business, you're in really the relationship business. Yeah. You know how you can either be a transaction, you know, marketer, or you can be a relationship marketer. And there's always, as you know, there's always more money uh, in in relationships. I mean, sure. we're sitting here right now. This is being beamed live through through this thing called the internet, whatever. Yeah. Right. And because I started doing marketing before the internet existed. Yeah. I mean, I had my first website in 1996. Wow. It's pretty funny. People can even find it when they go to those archive sites and they can sure, see sure, sure. it. It's funny, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's I I, I learned uh, I learned how to connect with people as a method of not only you know having a career, but that's how you function better in life. And I grew up incredibly shy, incredibly introverted, so I'm kind of like a introvert that learned how to talk to people because if you don't, nothing happens. Right, right. So how important is it to
1: be a master at marketing? In general, whether you have a business or not, how important is marketing, and what's the difference between marketing and sales for people that don't know?
0: Okay, well, it's it's critical. I mean, I think marketing is the most important thing. Just like hold your breath for three minutes and see how well you do. Hold it for five minutes. Hold it for ten minutes. You, I mean, you can't. You'll die. Uh, marketing is like that for business. If if, if people's businesses are struggling, if their missions—and this is not just business entrepreneurial This is every area of your life. I mean, you know, if you, if you have a partner, you did some sort of marketing. There's something you did to meet the person, position yourself. So to answer the question, uh, selling is what you do when you're on the phone or face to face with somebody. Uh, marketing is what you do to get someone on the phone or face to face with you so that they're properly positioned. So the, the key, the, the word positioning is really critical. So by the time that they actually talk with you, or visit your store or go to your website or see you speak. They're pre-interested, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed to do business with you. And I've said that a million times. Uh, and I drilled that into my head. It's all about, you know, pre-interested, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, predisposed. And if people, people are set up that way, the whole job of selling that, selling is much easier. Frankly, if you have to rely on talking someone into something, then you just aren't doing any marketing. Right. You know, my buddy Dean Jackson, uh, he, he says that a, um, compelling offer is ten times more powerful than a convincing argument. Hmm. And, and let's, let's talk about something that's going on right now. Politics. Okay. A lot of people have, have, you know, what do you think of Trump? What do you think of Hillary? What do you think of, you know, all, all the different candidates and love or hate Trump? Trump is compelling. He's He's compelling. Every other candidate is trying to convince. They're boring. And so, I mean, even if you don't follow politics, the the thing is, if you just look at that as going, why does why people, the, the, the funny thing is people that don't like Trump, they're like, how is this happening? Why this makes no sense? They're it's giving like, him more attention yeah. than the people they do like, right?
1: Exactly. The people that don't like him are talking about him more exactly. than the people they do like.
0: And he's a master of communication. So, wow. selling—think of selling—is influence, and think of marketing as storytelling. And if you're more influential personally or in business, you're gonna you're gonna get more of what you want. If you tell a better story, people are going to understand more about what you have, and and you're going to enroll people. So your entire life is – you're going to do marketing your entire life. You're going to be selling your entire life. Everything that I say, everything you say is designed to either attract or repel. And so if someone's out there not having success with their business, what? either they have a very boring – Product or service, mm-hmm. or they have a very boring way of communicating about the product or service. And rarely is any product or service boring. It's usually the the, the way communication. It's, totally, it's all about communication. So, how
1: does someone starting out who has no marketing experience? What are some of the key principles to? Okay, I've got this product or this service. I'm putting it out online or brick and mortar, but I know nothing about marketing, right. or maybe they think they know nothing about marketing. What as what are some of the key principles to get them started?
0: Okay. Well, that's a good question. The first thing to do is if you don't have enough business, you probably have plenty of time. So yes. spend that time learning. I mean, every one of us, you included. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have had to learn. This this knowledge of how to do webinars or how to do mm-hmm. videos or how to do podcasts or how to write courses and write books and sales letters and run events and, you know, whatever, uh, it, it, we weren't just born with the knowledge, like anything else you have to learn it. So there's three ways that you can learn. You can learn through the school of hard knocks and get yourself bloodied and beaten up. You can learn through the experiences of other people. You read their books, you go to their seminars, you invest in their courses. And the most effective way to learn is you actually teach it to other people. So once you learn something like my buddy Evan Pagan says, speed of implementation, as soon as you hear an idea, the, the quicker you can put it into practice, the more likely it's going to become ingrained and it's going to become a part of your behavior. And so, This is a behavioral change. It's not just having knowledge. There's certain, like a strategy or a business plan or a business is a a series of to-dos done in a certain order that produce a certain result. Everything in life is a strategy. If your life is working, there are certain things you do in a certain way that make it work. If your life isn't working, there are certain things you're doing that are are making it not work. So as it comes to to marketing, the first thing to, to understand is that the distinction between selling and marketing. If, if you think marketing is like just a brand or a logo, I would encourage you to think differently of less about the, the way your company looks and more about the substance of what you're doing for the client. What is mm-hmm. the value that you're actually delivering? Even if you're selling something that, um, isn't life changing, you know, is like a comedy club, you know, how do you tell the story about the comedy club? So the number one thing that I say to, to people, if you, uh, if you think of it this way, if you have something to sell, uh, write a sales letter. Because a, a great salesperson is limited by the clock. You can only talk to so many people in a given day. Where, the first guy I learned marketing from was a guy named Gary Halbert, who became a dear friend of mine. He passed mm-hmm. away, you know, uh, about a decade ago. Uh, but just a brilliant copywriter. And what I learned uh, with copy is copy are the words. Words are what sell. And your ability to can and clone yourself. So, Sit down and write a sales letter. If you do not have a written sales letter, I mean, handwrite it. Uh, it's not about technology. Even Steve Jobs said in uh, 1997 at the Worldwide Developers Conference, he said, we first start with the psychology, not the technology. Hmm. And that's why Apple did so well, because he really thought about the customer experience, not about the tech. And so many tech companies that swear up and down they had better stuff than Apple – it was just packaged in a way. It's, it's elegantly packaged, and if you look at all of Steve Jobs' keynotes uh, in, the, in the, the Apple stores and the Genius Bars, it was all about education-based marketing. So, my first thing that I, I used in my carpet cleaning business—I'll give you an example. Everyone in that industry, and we're still the largest training organization in the world for mm-hmm. cleaners and restorers. Wow. I don't run much of it anymore, but I have someone that does. I still own it. Uh, we have thousands of carpet and upholstery cleaners all over the world. Now, people would be like, well, that's not my business. How does that apply to me? If you have to figure out how to successfully sell something nobody wants to buy, it forces you to learn a (laughs) lot about marketing. So I had, like, how do you position something that nobody even really wants to do? It's like they have carpet and it got dirty or a cat pissed on it or whatever. Now I have to deal with it. It's it's the necessary evil of owning (laughs) the stuff. No no one likes it. But I had to learn how to sell other than price. So one of the first things I did was education-based marketing, and I learned one of the most effective ways to sell something is to simply educate people on how to make a buying decision, Mm because the number one question in all consumers' minds is, who can I trust? Mm -hmm. And so your job as a business owner, your job as a marketer, is to establish trust and rapport. We both have a buddy, uh, Neil Strauss. yes, And Neil, who's really become a better human being over the last (laughs) decade, He he uh, he's he's really done a lot of work on himself. He's a good friend of mine, and he wrote a book called The Game years ago, and he, he talked about, you know, building rapport, which is trust with comfort. So when you're selling something to a consumer, you've heard every marketer say know, like, and trust. But those are really good words. You want people to know, like, and trust you. And if they have no relationship with you and you haven't bonded with them and they don't know anything about you, why should they trust you? Mm-hmm. And so the reason people trust, quote, unquote, brands is because there's familiarity, you know there's a lot of fast food companies which people should never put any of that crap into their throats and then you take the largest you know brand on the planet which is like coca-cola which is basically you know sugar water and it's not healthy but it's the it's the biggest brand now are people they they are they know what they're going to get though and so if you're a small business owner you're not a big company you don't have billions of dollars in decades to develop a brand so focus on how to develop rapport Based on the benefits of what makes you so special, and write a sales letter. Like literally, get people to to know who you are. So, to give an example, uh, so that people can have some real substance here. That if they if they get this, and I know I'm talking fast, but I know you have to hop to sure, the air. Sure. So, we're, literally, we're, we're just jamming all this in. Um, one of the things that that I did was I created. Everyone was advertising price, and I said I want to advertise something other than price, and so. I paid a copywriter $1,800. I mean, I didn't even have the money, but I knew that if my personal time could be replicated, if I could can and clone me, I could talk to a lot more people, and it would be a really good investment. So I've never had any issue with telling people to invest in books and courses. That's how this works. And if you're unwilling to do that, and say you don't have any money – Look, I mean, I've one of the top marketing podcasts, you know, on iTunes. Listen to it for free. Yeah, you're. you're, I mean, you're. What I'm describing right now is what we're doing right now, which is education based marketing. You're giving people really. Perspectives, strategies, mindsets, methodologies, processes, mm-hmm. ways to think about it. You, you know, when you do your podcast, you're sharing your success. You're bringing other experts, or they may not be experts at all. And all an expert is is someone that knows a little bit more about one subject than you do. Right. Uh, anyone can call themselves <laughs> an expert. So there's a lot of people that call themselves experts that are dumbasses, and there's a lot of people that don't call themselves experts that are brilliant. They just have enormous knowledge. So one of the first things I did was I created a consumer awareness guide, and it was how to sell carpet cleaning. Think about it. Something as boring as this is consumer guide to carpet cleaning. Read this guide and discover eight mistakes to avoid when choosing a carpet cleaner, seven questions ask a carpet cleaner before inviting them into your home, six costly misconceptions about carpet cleaning, crawling critters and crud, a guide to the slime, grime, and livestock that's (laughs) seeping, creeping, and galloping through your carpet, how to avoid four carpet cleaning ripoffs, which method cleans best, the importance of value and price, and how to get your carpet cleaner to 100% guarantee their work. Now, what I just described there is a template. It's a recipe. So if you're a web designer, eight mistakes to avoid when choosing a web designer, six Questions to ask. How to avoid getting ripped off by website design. You know what you, if you're a chiropractor, if sure. you're a personal trainer, if you're a speaker, I mean, it's a template. So it is, it is a formulaic method of, of, of describing things that people don't know that they don't know. Mm. If all they thought is I have a dirty carpet, how do I hire a carpet cleaner? What's the lowest price? And when people call up and say how much do you charge, the reason they ask that is they have no other way to make a buying decision. So if you're, if you don't have a, a, a method and a criteria for how to sell what you're selling, you're at the mercy of the consumer system for buying, which is right. always price. And so people always default to price. And if you want to know if someone's not doing a very good job of positioning and marketing themselves, it's when they're getting a lot of people asking them how much you charge. Mm. Now, eventually, we all want to know how much this shit costs. Right. Like if I'm going to hire, buy one of your courses or if I'm going to hire you to be a speaker or, or whatever, I need to know what does it cost. But if, you know, my buddy Richard Branson actually sent me an email saying, I saw this guy speak and he's awesome. That's Price real- is more irrelevant. Totally. Right. Yeah, it's it not is relevant. Exactly. So in many cases you don't want people that are, you know, asking you a bunch of questions. You want to answer all of the objections, all of the questions, all the fears, all the everything as much as you can in advance with your copy, with your video. See, Mm -hmm. so when I say sales letter, a sales letter could be a podcast. It could be a video on YouTube. It could be a a video sales letter. It could be a webinar. It could be a live presentation. I mean, the only time I ever actually sell face-to-face is usually when I'm in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people. Right. You know, I mean, last year I I did a presentation to 5,000 people, and I made a sales presentation, but it was still, but like, I could have said the same thing to one person, but it was infinitely more effective when there were 5,000 people, right. you know? So that's the way in the same thing with a podcast. I mean, how many millions <clears throat> of people have downloaded your stuff, my stuff? I yeah. mean, and so we just educate people and by doing that, <clears throat> you're creating value. Now I know I'm rambling. So no, it's good.
1: You know. We've got like three minutes left. So I want to ask you a couple questions. If someone could invest in design or copy and no design, mm-hmm. Which one should they put their first efforts into?
0: Oh, definitely the words, you know, because it, like you you'll see the term that a picture is worth a, th- uh, a thousand you know uh, word words. A mental pictures worth ten thousand words. Mm. So. Writing the picture. Yeah, you, you right. literally tell the story and then if you're ever going to use animation, you're ever going to use photos, you're going to use logos, you're going to use design, you want that to enhance the copy. You want the copy to enhance it. It's all dances together. All of this is about, simply about alignment. And so for people out there, just c- literally create, uh, Answer the questions that people don't know that they don't know and give them that information in advance. And because you, since you're the one that is providing that to them, who do you think they're going to trust? Right. If someone is thinking like, oh, I want to buy this car and you're a car dealer that literally tells them all of the things you need to know about the car and how to buy that car, how to not get ripped off by a salesperson, who do you think they're going to trust to go sell them that the person. car? Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 this is so counterintuitive. It mm-hmm. seems like, oh, I can't tell my prospects because all my competitors are going to see it. Like one of the, th- one of the things I Created was a 24 hour free recorded message. Now everyone's so gun ho about the internet. I love direct mail, and like everyone carries a phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have phones right here on Periscope. There, yes. you know, this is being shown live. The the thing with um with phones is I have a carpet cleaner who recently bought one of our marketing programs, and one of the strategies is use a 24 hour free recorded message that says on the on the back of their van, warning: Don't call any carpet cleaner until you listen to this free recorded message. Call anytime, 24 hours a day seven days a week, learn how to avoid four carpet cleaning ripoffs, seven questions asked before you hire a carpet cleaner. People are driving and following this cleaner. This person spent a few thousand dollars having beautiful design, color, like families, baby crawling on the carpet, carpet wand, you know, all over the van, like five years ago. Buys our marketing program, Simple thing. Put van letter, warning, don't call me carpet cleaner, a free recorded message. Ten minute recording on how to choose a carpet cleaner. Calls us up after two months, well, sends us a letter. Two months after this saying, I've gotten more jobs and more calls in the last two months than I've gotten in five years because of the offer. Every person watching this have a free recorded message. Put it on your business card. Instead of handing out a business card that says name, rank, serial number, hand out a business card that says, yeah, if you want to learn about my clothing design business, if you want to learn about my chiropractic services, or my, you know, call this 24 free recorded message and that free recorded message will educate people 24 hours a day seven days a week that's robotic marketing that's what i call elf marketing easy mm-hmm. lucrative and fun you can have an elf business or you can have a half business which right. is hard annoying lame and frustrating so i try to strive to make my marketing elf my relationship self and even the people i hang out with my whole life is like is this elf if it, it, nothing is elf immediately you have to learn stuff you have to go through the works you know you have to learn but right. if you're but life should not be a struggle. You get to a point where, like, you learn a skill, you apply it, and you automate it. And so, I mean, you're using technology to do that. That's why, I mean, you know, look at your book, you know, bestseller. Look at, you know, how many people listen to you. I mean, you're doing robotic things. So think about how to automate your communications, your business, and utilize technology, but understand that technology is criti- critical, but psychology is the most important.
1: Right. I uh, love this. Okay. We got to wrap it up. Yep. Two final things. Um, can we use your template? Can we give them your template for the the resource guide? Yeah,
0: yeah. Is I mean, it, I, is I that got online somewhere. Can you, we link you, it somewhere? I, I can give you a couple of things that people can utilize to actually think through. Perfect. Here's what I'll do. I'll Actually, we have a thing called a consumer guide generator, and oh, literally nice. it comes in my Nightingale Conant program, which sells on Audible. And people, you, you usually have to pay for this. I will give it to you, Perfect. so you can share it with people. And it, and all I ask is, don't sell it. Just use it in your own business, and then share with like. Lewis, you know, and, and, and I think it'll be incredibly useful to you.
1: We'll have that linked up. I'll tell you guys where to go in a second. The best book, if someone's like, okay, I understand the importance of using words and telling stories and copywriting. If you can only have one book to go buy and read to learn how to become a better copywriter, you recommend God. I know
0: there's hundreds, but Um, for the beginner, the intermediate or the advanced. What would that book? You know, my buddy Dan Kennedy wrote a book years ago, which is one of his older books called "The Ultimate Sales Letter," Uh and it's it's just a great book. And it's uh, you know it's written probably 25 years ago. He's got a lot more current stuff. You know, listen uh, listen to my interview with him on my podcast. That I love marketing is good, Uh, but that's just a great book. Okay, it's relevant today. Absolutely so, relevant today. And it's timeless. Totally timeless. Okay, It'll correct. get you. And then I have to give one other recommendation. My buddy uh, it's not on copyright, but just a great book. I've read over a 1,000 books. We're sitting in this. Right. There's 2,200 books in this room. Amazing. But uh, my buddy Stephen Pressfield wrote a book called The War of Art. Yep. And it's just a great book. I just love that okay, book. Okay, cool. Um
1: Final two questions. Three questions, sorry. What are you most grateful for recently in your life? Oh my
0: girlfriend who you know I met the other night she's yeah, amazing she's, right. she's she's wonderful she supports me I'm you know I, I've I've had a uh, my my life has been kind of up and down I've had mm-hmm. in spite of you know what many people consider success I've had a lot of struggles cuz I was right. a horrible drug mm-hmm. addict when I was between the 16 18 years old and struggle with addiction my entire life so I'm grateful for so many of the people that yeah. I that have been supportive in that arena and and she's wonderful and my team you know I've got a great yeah. team here at my company nice yeah okay um
1: It's your last day, many years down the line. Uh Uh-huh. Everything you've ever created has been erased. And all your friends and family are there sitting by you, loving you. It's all good. You're pain-free, but you're about to go to sleep, and it's your last night. And they ask you, we have nothing to remember you by except for our memories, but all your work is deleted. Here's a piece of paper and a pen. Can you write down three truths that you know to be true about your entire life experience something you'd pass on as a guide for us to live by three truths
0: okay well i would say life gives to the giver and takes from the taker so always be a giver uh really focus on encouraging others and encouraging uh yourself and reduce human suffering um just as much as you Mm -hmm. can people go through the world with a lot of pain and a lot of agony and you could alleviate a lot of that and by being a contributing individual. And and I I think a lot of people give a bullshit thing about how nice they are and how kind they are. Look, I mean, I have a lot of my own self-interest. I want to make money. I want to build a business. However, the thing that truly... You know, when you, when you can make all the money in the world, but if, if you don't have people that respect you and appreciate you and, the, and that, you know, you can make their life easier, so put a smile on people's face and so reduce suffering. So I always focus less on how do I sell something to somebody or where's, where's the pain points in their life that whatever it is that I'm selling or whatever it is that I'm doing is going to reduce suffering. Because if I can take that pain away, yeah. you know, the people that will, that will make the most money and make the most progress in the future with this complex, overwhelming uh, world that we live in when i say overwhelming i mean information so many choices you know so much opportunity poisoning are the ones that bring simplicity to the complexity that exists in people's lives so it's not just reduce physical suffering it's it's about reducing mental suffering Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm putting a documentary together on addiction i mean i really want to just help addicts and the the way you do that is these are traumatized people in pain and how do you you know how do you help them right so yeah that was probably a longer
1: answer Final question before I do ask it, where should we send people to check it out? I love marketing.com, the podcast, right?
0: Well, everything is listed at Joe Polish.com. My name, Go. Joe Polish. If you just if you just do that, we'll link uh, it up. you can find Genius Network and my podcast Perfect. and all that stuff. Perfect. And okay. I appreciate it.
1: Um, before I ask the final question, I want to acknowledge you, Joe, for how you lift everyone up around you. you. You're such an incredible connector. And every time I talk to people who are in Genius Network, which I know I'm going to be joining <laughs> soon, uh, they always say that he's so giving. When you say life gives to the giver, takes from the taker, that you're mm-hmm. always so giving. So I want to acknowledge you for your Thank service, you. for I your ability to give freely without being afraid of not getting the credit or without being afraid of not getting the opportunity yourself if you're giving it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's incredible that you bring so many people together in an inspiring, positive way to help lift everyone else up around you, you make stars around you. So I want to acknowledge you for Thank that. Thank you. Yes. I.
0: I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me happy to do that. Yes. Final question: What's your definition of greatness? Definition of greatness is when you have true respect and admiration, not ego, but true love of yourself. Greatness is like: Do you can you truly love yourself? Do you? Do you love the vessel that you're in? Have you taken care of it? You know, what, one of my favorite sayings, my buddy Christian, uh, CEO of HeroX, said is, it's a proverb. You know, he who has their health has a thousand uh, dreams. He who does not have their health has only one. Mm. And so, if you really respect yourself, you, you know, my ambitions, my ability to build a business, my ability to talk to you right now, has to do with the fact that I'm not laid up in a hospital bed. I can still function and. You you have you cannot take that for well I guess you could take it for granted but if you do you're going to live a miserable life if you don't take that for granted if you really respect the life you know life is the only thing worth living for so if you're if you're going to have a life you know everything you can do even if you're in pain even if you're in depression even if you're in struggle I mean life can be incredibly difficult uh, and so the thing is is those are all signs where something is trying to tell you, pay attention, Mm -hmm. you know, your life really, as much as you can create joy in yourself, uh, love yourself, that's how you're going to be more helpful Mm -hmm. to other people. That's how you're going to have a lot of friends that you're going to, you know, have an opportunity to make money. In some cases you won't make money. I mean, some people are not here to make money. They're here to have great families and they're here to, you know, people that work in hospice centers. And I mean, there's so many things that humans do Mm -hmm. that, that are amazing. But at the end of the day. You know, if you want to be a million-dollar racehorse, you don't run it into the ground, you don't feed it crappy food, you don't never let it rest, you literally take care of it. If it's going to win million-dollar races, you feed it well, you nourish it well, you don't let it hang out with toxic people, you don't have it hang out in toxic environments, you take care of that million-dollar racehorse because if you do, it will perform very well. So that's the way, you Mm. know, greatness is literally taking care of yourself, and in the process then you're able to take care of others because you can't fix the world with broken hands. Joe Thanks for coming on, man. Awesome. Appreciate man. Thank it. you. Appreciate talking with you. This bonus episode of I Love Marketing is a replay of the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis Howes when Lewis interviewed Joe. More information about Lewis, his podcast, and his interview with Joe can be found at linktogenius.com forward slash Lewis. That's linktogenius.com forward slash L-E-W-I-S.